Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Workbench. I hope you've been enjoying this series of videos where we discuss fan history and trivia. Uh, I've been getting a lot of great requests for topics, and one of the topics that's been requested has been the history of Hunter Originals. Now, I know a little bit about them, but there are some people in the world who know way more than I do, and one of them has been a friend of mine for several decades. So uh, let's get right into it with, uh, let's welcome to The Workbench, Mr. Brian Hicks. Uh, thank you, Dan. How you doing, Dan? It's good to see you again, sir. Absolutely. Let's get right into it. So Let's I've go. got a list of notes that I have on Hunter Originals. And when I say Hunter Originals, I'm including everything from the history of the Hunter Fan Company uh, all the way to present, as long as it's cast iron and took oil. Um, and so I've got a series of notes here, and then I'm just going to let you fill in the gaps in what I don't know. So let's let's get started. So the first note that I have dates all the way back to 1886. Hunter claims to have invented the ceiling fan. Now, we know that to be untrue. Philip Deal invented the ceiling fan in 1882. Um, but in 1886, I believe the Hunter brothers made what was, I believe, a water-powered fan. Is that right, Brian? Yes, that's correct. Um, I don't know the exact details of how it came to be that Hunter was able to claim that they invented the fan or the electric fan, actually, because Philip Dill uh, put blades on a ceiling fan in 1882, and I believe he had it. He applied for a patent, and I think the patent was denied, which caused, which allowed Hunter to then claim it. Apparently, at the, in 1882. The patent offices didn't feel that it was a invention. They just thought it was something extra. Interesting. So do you know when Hunter actually made their first electric ceiling fan? I believe that's 1896. That's the Turek Type A, which is what we, you know, younger fan collectors would know as the 1886 series, meaning the uh, it's 1886 Zero, which would be the furnished brass, if I'm not mistaken first introduced in 1986. I think they stopped making it in 07 or 08. Well, it's interesting because actually one of my next notes is that they actually patented it in 1908. I am not sure if that's correct or not. It is correct. I can, I've looked up the patent on the U.S. Patent Office. It's there. Well, it's possible that they manufactured it previous or prior to patent. Yeah, that definitely happens. So... What one of our, I'm sorry, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, one of our other manufacturers that we like to talk about, Fasco, was famous for doing that, you know, making fans without patenting it until later. And a lot of times you'll see on the fan patent applied for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what notes do you have uh, for, the, for between um, 1886 and uh, let's just say 1915? Because that's where my next note comes up. Okay, well, so in about 1906, uh, supposedly the Turek Type C uh, fan was introduced, and that is the big, thick housing uh, swirly vent fan with the little uh, with the switch housing that kind of looks like that in a little, in a little bit of a way. Um, then we have the CO and the CA. And I cannot remember at this time if the CO or the CA was the first fan to ever wear the vents of the original 
you know, like the, the radial vent that we, we're all used to and we love. Um, and then after that, sometime between that point and when they introduced the C-17, um, they had the C-18. I believe that was introduced in like 1915 or so. That's when it was patented anyway. That's when the adjustable mechanism was patented. And then somewhere along in there, they had a six-blade fan that, as far as I know, has never surfaced outside of the 1991 catalog. Actually, I've seen at least two. There was one on eBay some years ago, and then there's a collector, I believe, that has one. I don't remember who exactly. Um, but there have been, there've been a couple that have surfaced, and they essentially looked like a Hunter original with a six-blade flywheel adapter, kind of. Okay, well, I've never seen pictures of it other than that outside of that catalog. So, hey, you, you know, there's one thing you know more about me about than, than I do. So the notes that I have here, as you said, in 1915, the adjustable, which was the earliest version of the adapter where you could actually select a different pitch, not just forward and reverse, that was patented in 1915 by Linus J. Parker. And that patent was cited in many future Hunter patents, like the Infinity patent, the Reverse Air patent, etc. cetera. Um, in, in 1916 is when the C-18 was introduced. And then uh, the next note I have after that is all the way to 1925, when the C-17 and the 1032, their first small fan, which was 32 inches, were introduced. Yeah, and that's, that's a, that sounds about right. Um, the one thing that I'll add to that is that somewhere in between, somewhere in the middle of all that, there was a uh, a large sale of fans to companies like Western Electric, and they have their own um, their own specifications, like um, what the rotors were different, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, than all the other fans at the time period. And up until about 1935-ish or so, all fans had spiral groove in the rotor. Um, after that point, um, some fans had a spiral groove in the shaft, and some uh, still had it in the rotor, just depending on, I guess, what parts they had and what they had manufactured. Okay, so you're jumping ahead of me. I want to ask you real quick before we move past 1925. Do, do you know what the difference is between the C-17 and the C-18? Um, well, I mean, the C-17 was, you know, at, at its base, just a, it was basically exactly the same as the C-18, from what I understand, with the exception of the mechanism, which was not actually part of the van. The adjustable mechanism was for individual blade irons that... Um, mounted to the rotor with two screws each each arm and then the mechanism was kind of like a little plate thing on the on the oil cut switch housing with two rods that would push the adjustable mechanism up and down which would change the blade pitch and you had a little a little knob that you could push up and down the turret a also had the, had a similar mechanism adjustable pitch Okay, here's the next set of notes that I have, and then I'll stop and see what else you have to add. So 1926, the 32-inch model was introduced with an integrated light, and then a year later, 1927, the 52-inch 
with the integrated light was introduced. So the 36 inch actually had an integrated light before the 52 inch. And that's what my notes also say is that, you know, that, that's about the time period where they introduced the quote unquote hotel fan, which had light. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's what it was called. The hotel fan. Absolutely. So then uh, my next note is for 1930, the R36 was introduced, which was the first 36 inch Hunter. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is I'm not 100% sure if that information is correct. And the reason I say this is because the R52 was later introduced in 1940. Um, that was the first year of those. And in the middle of, in the middle of the 19, between 1930, supposedly where this documentation says the R36 was introduced, they were calling it a 360 fan. And then in the middle of that, there's the Type 36. You know, as as we know, we originally thought that the Type 36 and Type 32, Type 52, um, were older than like the C17, but actually they were like a intermediate model between the C17 and the C20, which we've never actually seen as far as I know. Um, so you know that's you know the information I have about that 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 period. Yeah, you're kind of jumping ahead of me because the next note I have is 1931. The C7, C18 was discontinued. The Model 360, which I don't know what that is, but I assume a 36-inch fan, was introduced. The C20 was introduced, and I'm not sure what that is. And the brass oil cup was introduced. That was all 1931. Yeah, 1931. They uh, fan All fans previous to that had a fine thread and uh, was uh, oil cup to like a between and get a screw into the, the bottom of the shaft. Uh, it was fine thread, uh, thirty seconds, thirty six, excuse me, thirty two threads per inch or something like that. All fan from that point on use a five eight by eleven pitch, or excuse me, five eight by eighteen thread pitch, and that has continued all the way until two thousand twenty two. So, do you know what? Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Dog barked. Oh, okay. Do you know what uh, the model 360 and the model uh, C20 looked like? I do not. I would assume the 360 was, you know, a standard like R36 fan, and just maybe the uh, documentation shows that um, the 360 is just another you know like a category number maybe like that's just what they were calling it at the time but it was still a type 36 or an r36 or h36 or whatever um the c20 i'm just assuming going off of a bunch of assumptions actually we had a 1942 i think it was catalog image on dt back in the day um that actually showed the c20 and it just looked like a C C seventeen, and I'm not a hundred percent sure if that date was correct. You know, we don't know. Okay, here's my next few notes, and then we'll see what we got. 1933, the DC version of you know the original style was introduced. <clears throat> um, in 1934, the C seventeen model was uh, model number was discontinued. They were still making fans, but they stopped using that model number in 1934. Um, and in 1935, the big change, C20, 
1032 model numbers were discontinued. And from this point for a while, for a few years after, the fans were simply referenced as type 32, type 36, and type 52. That's 1935. Right. As I uh, alluded to earlier, we the information that we had at the time, we in, we thought that the type, type 36, et cetera, fans were older. But we actually now know that they were in between the C series and the R series and H series. H being hotel, meaning that it has a light usually. But I've we've seen R fifty twos and R thirty sixes with lights. And the reason why the reason why that is because you know parts were interchangeable. You know, like we didn't have quote unquote lighting shows back then. We had electric shops, and you know. They had five fans in stock, and they had a couple of, you know, light shades or whatever. If person wanted a light on the fan, they would engineer it and make it happen. You know, because it's not like shipping today where, you know, you can ship a 50-pound package in across the country and it gets there in three days. It didn't work like that back then. They had to wait, you know, months for stock to come in. So they did what they had to to make it work. I got two notes and then a question. Um, so for 1937, I have that now in from from 1937 for the next couple of years, the fans were refer, referred to as the 1032, the 360. So they would go back to those two model numbers. Then they introduced the 106, which I assume is a 106 volt fan, and the 120, which is a 120 volt fan. Uh, is that a correct guess? I'm I really I'm not sure about that, you know. Um, I, I really can't answer that because it, it seems very strange that they would go back, you know, to doing something they were doing previous. Also remembering, also remembering at the time they were, and that I mean it could very well be correct because remembering at the time they were going back and forth between letter serial numbers, and numbered serial numbers, and letters with numbers like. Like you wouldn't believe, like D is 1940. Like we used to think, and I hate to jump forward here, but it's relevant. We used to think that the letter serial numbers started in 1958 and then ran up to 1983, I think it was. Or, or was it 82? I can't remember now. 81, sorry. And it's like um, that, that information is wrong. They papered two and letter serial numbers way back in the 20s. Other note I have for 1937 is that that's when the century models, uh, 353 and 358, were introduced. Yeah, those uh, those were like super. Because remember, uh, Hunter bought Century out in like 36, 35 or 36, 37. One of those three. <coughs> Excuse me. And so um, and the Century fans were basically the the basically late basket weave fans. You know what I'm saying? Like the Century Model 14, I think it is. It's like the super, super, super late version of that. And then there's also the 36-inch version, which I don't know those two models by hand or by heart, but I know one is the small one and one is the big one. And they were actually labeled Hunter. So then the next note I have is for 1938. And the model numbers used in 1938 were, and it looks like 1938 to 1940, uh, were 363, 367, 107, 
109 and 113. And my notes also, and I question this, that's I want to ask you, my notes also have this year, 1938, as the first year of the modern adapter mechanism with just one key on, on those hub as opposed to the adjustable. And, uh, you know, and the thing is, is I'm not sure about that date either, about that date myself, because, I mean, I've seen adapters on C-17 that we know are significantly older than that. But at the same time, if this documentation is correct, the C-17 was already discontinued at this point. But other documentation suggests that the C-17 was made later than this. Um, I think the adapter was actually introduced around 1929-1930, about the same time that the adjustable was discontinued. And it would make sense that it would be introduced around the same time as the hotel version because you couldn't have the adjustable on the hotel version. True. That would be 1927. It, yeah. It, 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 makes, it makes sense that, you know, like if you know, Hunter knows that they have something going for them because at the time I think they're the only ones who actually had something, had a bandit reversed, other than I think maybe Westinghouse had some similar mechanism. And um, it makes no sense to me for them to stop producing a reversible airflow fan and then pick it up some eight years later. It, it does, that doesn't make sense. Interestingly, and I, this was not part of my hundred notes. I'm looking for the notes <laughs> now. Um, Emerson actually patented an adjustable fan like the hunter, her adjustable where you could adjust the pitch in the 1950s. I have, I don't believe it ever made it to production. I don't think it did either. I mean, and so we, we, we can go off on a short tangent with Emerson because it is relevant. Um, but um, 1960 was the last year that uh, that Emerson manufactured an old bad fan, from what we understand. And they even manufactured polished brass that last year. So two, two things on that, and then I'll get back to the 100 timeline. One is that I, that may have been the last year for manufacture, but they actually had them in, in the catalog until, I believe, 62 or 63. And for people who want to know that exact date, go to the Blender fan timeline. Uh, I found my note on the Emerson adjustable. I was a little off on the date. It was patented in 1930, and it expired in 1950. Mm -hmm. So back to the 100 dates. Now, 1940 yeah. is the big year uh, uh, for the, the Hunter original timeline so far because... 1940 is when the model numbers R36, H36 for the hotel version, R52 and H52 for the hotel version are introduced. That's 1940. Um, and then the next note I have after that is that um, Memphis fan production begins in 1946. And for a little while, they made fans in both places simultaneously. Mm -hmm. um, so 1940, we have good evidence that that's the first year for as you said, the R52, etc. And I actually happen to own um, several Chrome R52s that came out of an FW Woolworth in Greenville or Spartanburg, South Carolina. They all have, you know, serial numbers around 30,000. So it's D30,000 a week. And our documentation pins them down to 1940, supposedly first year. So, um, one thing to add is that in 1942, due to the war efforts, 
you know, not and material loss because they needed chrome, copper, and other things for the war effort. Um, 1942 through 1946 or 47, black was your only finish option. Black or only. Well, first of all, now that I know you have those chrome hunters, uh, in the rare event that I outlive you, leave them to me in your will because I want those. Um, I will go ahead. I will go ahead and take it right now. They're they're all in my closet, and uh, there is a note in there saying what they are, where they come from. So the next uh, big note I have is 1948. Uh, all model numbers other than H and R are discontinued, which means that all those other model numbers that we'd seen three, th uh, three sixty three, three sixty seven, etc., those popped up occasionally through nineteen forty seven. But after nineteen forty seven, the only model numbers you'll see are Type R, Type H, um, and then the only notes I have after that from 1948 until 1959 are just in reference to serial numbers, which some people might care about if they're trying to date their fan, which is that 1950 is the S serial number, 1951 is the T serial number, and then 1952 to 1959 is A through H in alphabetical order. Right. Um, I'll add to that in 1948, um, at least I think it was 1948 anyway, Robinson Myers purchased Hunter, and um, I'm not really certain if they started co-branding them, you know, immediately, or if they did, or if they didn't do that later. So, meaning that, you know, that we've, we've seen the R&M, we call them R&M originals, and R&M fans, it's like they say R&M on them, and then they say uh, division, Hunter division of R&M, in various iterations of that. Do we know what year Robbins and Myers bought Hunter? Uh, 1948, I believe. Hold on, because I got that in and out, too. I just got to find it. Or 1949, you were very close. That's very impressive for memory. And then they were owned by Robbins and Myers for the following 45 years. So that's what... Um, that's what... Uh, 95? No, uh, should be 1985. Am I that bad at math? 48 to... 94 is, 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 is what, uh, what it says here. Yeah, that, I don't think that's correct because, I mean, uh, in 86, they completely dropped the Robbins and Myers name. And uh, there was... I can't remember where the documentation is, but like the um, the employees purchased uh, Hunter away from R&M in the late 85. You are actually correct. Where, where it said 45 years, that was incorrect. So um, I'm not bad at math. The person who wrote this article is bad at math. Um, 49 is when Robbins and Myers bought them. 84 was the employee takeover. Um, and let me see if there's anything else, because this was not part of my... Uh, uh, then they were reorganized again uh, in 1989. 
and they had some sort of affiliation with Kenroy. We're skipping ahead. This is just not something I I, I, I thought about because um, this is more about the company than about originals. And then uh, 1981, uh, Robert Beasley took over and Kenroy became a subsidiary. And I'll, I will add real quick since we're since we're here now. That yeah, we got to go back to the '59. Yeah, we gotta we gotta go back to the future here. Um, but I'll add real quick that since then Hunter has changed hands so many times, and that that's all I want to say about it. And that's part of the reason of the downfall of the company. Anyway, let's go back to 1959. Yes. So I have I have no notes from '59 to 73 so anything you can fill in there would be wonderful and then i can pick up again in 73. well from what i can gather and there's not a whole lot of information out during this time period and i think the, major, the main reason why there's not a lot of information is because there wasn't really a whole lot going on because everybody was all oh my god air conditioner yay awesome and they were literally Taking fans down by the by the by the truckload, cutting the wires, lifting them off the hook, and just letting them go and letting them explode on the concrete below. And Hunter was Hunter and Emerson were basically the only two manufacturers that were still making ceiling fans past this point. And basically, Hunter had a fifty-two inch fan, and Hunter had a thirty-six inch fan, and you know they were all thirty-six and. Uh, H, uh, <clears throat> R36 and, and R52. And, you know, this is the time period where you had the smooth switch housing that just had a little, little, little something, little bulbous shape. And we can actually go back real quick since we didn't address it. The different uh, switch housing shapes, C17s and pipe, pipe 52s, et cetera, had a small switch housing. The R R52 and R36 is heavy, bigger switch housing to accommodate more wires and a bigger switch, et cetera, et cetera. Um, anyway, back to 1959 real quick. Um, trumpet canopy kind of came in right around this time as well. We started out as like a zinc material and then they later were, became plastic. And like I said, it's really, a, it's really a, a very dry period. Like they... They, at one point, only made the fans in a tan finish. Uh, I'm not sure exactly the years. Um, but 1970, approximately, they dropped the R52 and R36 monikers, or the, the names, model numbers, and they went to a five-digit um, model number system. And I'm going to go back one more time real quick. Um, metal blades were always a thing on the 36-inch fans from the beginning, the 32 and the 36-inch fans from the beginning of time when they started making them. One point to make, at one point, the R52 even had aluminum metal blades. I didn't um, know for that. A couple, yeah, a couple, a couple of years there, they uh, it was one of the options. Um a set popped up on eBay at one point years and years and years ago. You know, we didn't know what they were. Um, but after about 1970, they start, you know, fans started coming back into vogue with, you know, the energy crisis, gas lines, and all that. Um, 
looks like about 1975 is when they started. Okay. Yeah, I just want to take you back real quick because, A, I forgot a note, and then, B, I wanted to clarify something before we go any further. Uh, the okay. note that I forgot, which I actually believe I got from you, and neither of us mentioned it, is that 1948, which is the uh, year that they own, that they started only doing R&H model numbers, was the same year that the horseshoe irons were introduced. And yeah. That wasn't originally in my notes. That's something that you told me, and and um, and that's why we skipped over it. And the other question I had is that was 1970 the year that they switched from H and R to the five-digit model number? Information suggests that it was right around 1970. It could be. It could be 68, it could be 72. Um, the first model number, first five-digit model number was the 22206, which was an R52, except that it had a new, thicker cast-iron housing on the top side. And it has the same shape as all originals since then. You know, because the, the older ones had this wildly open open vent where open vent system where you could see every detail of the winding etc 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 and the newer style contained everything more and they were three speed up until indications are 72 maybe 73 and then they went two speed and stayed two speed up until the like eight, 1981 I want to stop you because here's where I have notes. So I'm going to start going through the notes again. And then I'll, after each note, then you can chime in and add whatever I don't have. So the first note that I have is 1973 is when they introduced the two-speed model. Prior to that, it was three-speed, but it was still a 1.9 amp motor as mm -hmm. opposed to the later 2.5 amp two-speed. And so this was the first two-speed model, 1973. <laughs> um it had a, a two-piece oil cup that was the, the oil cup itself was brass, and then the switch housing was cast iron. It had a trumpet canopy, and it was available in black, white, brown, chrome, and brass. Um, indications that I've seen is that it's like 1976 is when the different finishes came in. Um, I remember on DT, we had a 1976 catalog. And it was it was saying the new finishes are introduced in 1975. They were going on about um, the low profile canopies, which were what the vaulted canopy later was. They were a, a flat little canopy, like a little like a little cookie that just had a, a round hole in the center of it. And they only used it for what a year or so. Well, and we're then getting they there. I got I got notes on that too. I, I somebody that I've spoke to claims to have seen uh, uh, chrome and brass as early as '73, which surprised me. But on the other hand, we have seen them with the trumpet canopy, um, which is the earliest canopy, so that's possible. '76 is the next note I have after '73, uh, which is the introduction of, like you said, the low-profile canopy, which is exactly like Hunter's vaulted ceiling canopy, except the hole in the center is smaller. Uh, it's but it's a flat chandelier canopy, um, and uh, '76 is also the first year of the plastic switch housing, um, which my source says they used it from then on. However, I have never seen a brass one with a plastic switch housing 
So I'm wondering if they kept the brass switch housing for the brass model. Do you know? I, you know, I'm not really sure. I believe, uh, I believe the two piece switch housing, but I do believe they may have continued using it like that. I have, uh, I have a couple of, um, brass adapters from around that time around 76 77 and they definitely do not have a plastic switch housing so for what that's worth also 76 is the year that we can best figure that cane was introduced um everybody that i've talked to says that hunter was the first can first company to do cane blades that casablanca and encon and everybody else who did cane blades um was copying them um, and Encon and Casablanca were both founded in 75, but we don't know exactly when their cane blades were introduced either. It had to be around that same time. 76 is the best I can come up with. Can you, can you top that? Um, 76, 77, maybe 78, but I, I think you're pretty close there because I do recall at least, I do believe I recall a 77 catalog showing cane blades. I would think that it couldn't it couldn't be any later than 77 if Encon and Casablanca were copying them because I'm pretty sure we've seen Casablanca cane blades dating back to 77 or 78. Speaking of 77, the note that I have for 77 is that that's when they introduced the two-piece canopy which was originally plastic. That was 77 was the first year of the two-piece canopy and it was plastic and 77 was also the first year that the 36-inch original had vents. True, true, all true. Um, a note on the plastic stuff. I've seen fans as late as 81 and 82 have, especially 36-inch fans, have plastic switch housing and plastic canopies. And they're speaking of speaking of the switch housing, it seems like there's like 10 or 12 different ones. I mean, like just, you know, little differences in them. And I think that's really because at the time, Robinson Myers and Hunter were just, they were trying to build the fans as cheap as possible. And whoever, whatever company would say, oh, we can build this part for a dollar fifty. And then another company would say, well, we can build it for a dollar thirty five. Whoever would come up with the cheapest is who they would use. And this is, you know, true for the castings too. You know, we've always been heard, you know, like Hunter's made in USA, yada, yada, blah, blah. Or Hunter Originals made in USA, yada, yada, blah, blah. We had fans of Taiwan on them. I mean, like, you open up the blade set and you take the bracket apart from the blade. If the new blade set is made in Taiwan, underneath the blade bracket. It, they did the same thing with the uh, with the fans. And which brings me to Commander. And I'll let you talk about that. Well, um, you're taking me right up to my next note. Because uh, I got a few I got a few things for uh, uh, questions following up this next note. So the next note I have is for 1978, and that was the introduction of the 2.5 amp motor, which is, I think, what most of us think of when we think of the uh, shaded pole two-speed Hunter original. Um, and that was the biggest difference in 78, and that was the only other difference in 78 that I have is that is the year that Chrome was discontinued. It was, you know, obviously later brought back. Um, but for, for the 78 model year, Chrome was discontinued. But since we get into the 2.5 amp motor, which is the, you know, what people think of when they think of an R&M original. I want to ask you these two questions um, 
for this year, which is when did they start actually calling them the original? And then after that, the second question has to do with the parts being made overseas. So we'll get to that in, in a second. You know, as far as I know, they called it the old time ceiling fan up until about 1983-1984 when they changed the tag to actually say Hunter, the original 86, which was in 83. I will back you up a little bit, and I believe that the first year for the 2.5 was actually 77, and there was also a 36-inch motor change at the time, too, from 1.4 with a thick rotor, which the, the, the 1.9 was also a thick rotor, 14 pole with 28 shading poles to make it into a 28 pole. The 2.5 is actually 28 pole. And I think I think I think it was 1977 or an H serial number or serial letter. I think could be 78. Not 100 percent sure. So I'm so let me ask you another question about the name, a follow up question. So when you talk about the old time, I'm looking at a box right now. I don't know how old the box is, but it's it's definitely predates you know 83, 84. That says the original old time ceiling fan when did they start calling it the original old time ceiling fan before they shortened it to the original probably if i had to speculate probably somewhere around 1973 74 when oh, the whole yeah i would i would i would surmise i do know that we have seen blade sets and fans uh in the box that from like from that time period that just say hunter Robinson Myers, yada, yada, blah, blah, one ceiling fan unit, et cetera, et cetera. Very plain. So it could be as late as 76 or 77 when they started calling them that. And you know, I don't really think they were really calling them the original. I think they were just, at the time, I think they were just saying, this is the first old-time ceiling fan or the original old-time ceiling fan. They're not saying they weren't, quote-unquote, calling them the Hunter original. Because, like I said, they changed the tag, you know, from several times during the time period, as you may know. And we're not going to get into those differences here because we could, we would be here for an hour just talking about it. Um, but I will say this: um, in '83, I think is when they actually started calling them the original. If I had to speculate, if you don't have more hard data, I would say they probably started referring to them as the original old-time ceiling fan after Casablanca and Encon and other early manufacturers of decorative fans started selling their fans as, you know, replicas of the old-time ceiling fan. And then Hunter probably shot back probably around 76, 77, like you said. Well, you're doing a replica. Here's the original old-time ceiling fan. Um so let's see where I was. The second question I had is we so we talked about the fact that Hunter actually used imported castings and wood blades and basically everything other than the windings was made overseas and assembled here for the R&M era. Do you know when they started having parts made overseas? That's an interesting question. It leads me into another question or another statement that has now left my head and will probably come back at the end of this. But... Uh, my speculation is about the same time that they switched to the 2.5 amp motor is when they went overseas, possibly as early as 1970. And the reason I say this is because there was a casting change at the time, as, as we discussed earlier, 22206. Um, 
the other oh i remember now the other thing i was going to bring up so you were talking about replicas we this is this the hunter original has been the most copied design ever i mean we're talking like litex malls uh hampton bay even had one that <laughs> we don't know who manufactured it but even Hampton Bay had one. There was Falcon Engineering. There was at least a dozen. Before you get man. too far away from that, uh, I want to take you back when you said how the casting change is probably when they started moving production overseas. Uh, just looking at all the notes that we've made, I would say that if, if we don't have a, any other concrete evidence, I would say that 77, 78 makes the most sense because A, that's when the 36 inch original changed in its design and then that you also said there was a casting change when they changed to the 2.5 amp that that changed the castings as well so that would that would seem to make a lot of sense that they started having um i would be very interested to look at a fan that i have and i'm sure i have one somewhere that predates uh the 2.5 i'd like to look at a 1.9 amp fan and see if anything on it says made in taiwan yeah i i i agree and um, since you, you brought up casting changes, I just remembered something from the past, from my past. I ran across one of the first 36-inch originals I ever bought. I ran across a pair, and one was a 78K serial with the, the open bottom plate, and the other one was a 1980, I think it was. Supposedly in the same house, you gotta get a blah, blah, et cetera. Anyway, the significance and the reason I'm bringing this up specifically is the 78 had the two-piece can two-piece uh, switch housing, oil cup, you know, brass, brass, the brass separate oil cup, and the cast iron lower switch housing. But the thing is, is that the housing itself was a good half to a three-quarters inch smaller in diameter than the 1980. And actually, if you, I'll you know, find that picture maybe, and you can throw a link up there to it. You know, you can host it. You see the difference, and it's just like one is physically smaller than the other. The uh, other thing I was going to say, too, is I was careful when I compiled my notes to say when things were introduced, which is not the same thing as the prior thing being discontinued. Just because the plastic switch housing is introduced doesn't mean that the cast two-piece switch housing is discontinued they're going to use up all the parts but you might so there's going to be some overlap i guess is my point um before we move on the other thing i wanted to mention was uh we have a lot of theories about who actually did um the the overseas casting for hunter uh you share yours and i'll share mine well i'm pretty sure they're fairly similar uh you know uh, theories but there's a commander catalog that has been floating around off and on for years that, believe it or not, has a bunch of Hunter pictures in it and Hunter motors and everything else. And it was kind of like it was a light bulb moment. And uh, it seems like Firebird may have made some. Well, I've always, you, you have people who know me have heard me talk about the FIIB fan. There's, there are fans that the casting marks on the inside of the motor housing are have an FIIB in them, and they're always heavier, they're always higher quality, they're always quieter. 
And then the other fan that I, that the other Robin the Match fan at the time period, and we believe those may have been made by Harvard. Yeah, those are my theories, and uh, they both make sense because if for those who watched my workbench video, uh, part one, Asian manufacturers, we talked about the difference between Taiwan, Hong Kong, and mainland China. And the type of castings and the type of quality that you see is drastically different from those three regions. Uh, Taiwan, uh, during the vintage era at least, had the highest quality uh, castings. And Firebird was considered to be one of the best. I'd argue that Firebird and Halsey were probably the two um, highest quality Taiwanese factories during this era. And I recently have tested some fans that we know were made by Firebird, including this Encon that you might be able to see behind me when they were using uh, Firebird. And I, when I was putting it together, I was shocked to see how similar the casting details were to R&M type originals. I was like, oh, this, I mean, I'm, I look like I'm holding an original part, but the shape's a little different. So I'm 99.9% I'm .9 certain that Firebird did some of their casting. And then as you pointed out, we've seen a, a Commander catalog, Commander being another, Commander Electric Company uh, being another Taiwanese factory um, that uh, literally used pictures of R&M Hunters to show what they could make. So it certainly seems like they were doing uh, uh, some of the casting for R&M Hunters as well. And as you alluded to earlier, there could have been brief runs of other companies as well when Hunter was trying to see what they could, you know, Robbins and Myers was using whatever whatever numbers they had in their Rolodex to get parts made. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's it's kind of a, it's an interesting period, you know. Now, now we're still talking about stuff that's 40 years ago. And, I mean, God knows, man, we're, we're now 45 minutes deep into this, and I feel like, I feel like we've only touched on half of it. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, we're going to keep going. I, so, just bring me to the next point. Um, do you have any, any notes uh, for um, 1979? I don't have anything for 79. Not really. I mean, other than, um, well, we know we know in 1980, well, let me, sorry, I misspoke. So 1979, I, I don't really think there was any changes. Um, 1980, you know, we know reverse air was patented, you know, they were still making adapters. In 81, um, reverse air was introduced. 82, reverse adapter was discontinued as late as 83 or 84 uh in the catalogs you can see where they would say you know adapter available but this could be so i'm going to take you back to 1980 real quick because the note that i have and feel free to correct this because i i wonder if this is a little late but then again it might not be i have 1980 is the first year of the cast pot metal switch housing the cast pot metal canopy uh, it is the it is the year that the blender fan style pull chain with two off positions was discontinued. You don't see those past seventy nine with the high off low off. Uh, that would that's that was gone by nineteen eighty. And I also have nineteen eighty, and this I know to be uh, a fact is the year that the ornate kit was patented. Right, agreed. So then, as you said, eighty one is the first year of reverse air, and they were offering both adapt air and reverse air for a couple years. Uh, 81 is also the year that oak blades were introduced and antique brass was introduced as a finish. Yep. Um, I will add that um, in 1981, 
they changed the tag from the previous, like 1975-ish, all the way up, or 1970-ish, up to that point. And they also went away from the letter serial number in 81. So they went to a four-digit serial number, like, for example, a serial number of 1850 was a fan manufactured in May of 1981. Um, in 82, they made the first three-speed 2.5-amp originals, and um, they were actually, there was actually a PSV out on those for burnout, and I actually experienced one. You may remember this. Set off fire alarm at my house, everything. The sucker I got it for free and it um, ran it for one day and then it burned up. So I have 1983 as the year that the three-speed shaded pole was introduced. Uh, is it possible that it was 83 or is my is my note wrong? Um, I think I think this was. I actually have documentation in the service manuals showing the 228 series and showing it was before 1983. Okay. And this, this fan, this fan was actually, I want to say, like a, like a twelve eighty one or something, or a, an eighteen twenty one, or a. Uh, a uh, December of eighty one for eighty two. So, you know, chances are pretty good. Eighty two was the so first late year. late model year eighty two. So gotcha. So okay. Then I have for 83 is the year is the year of the three-speed shaded pole, which we know could be late 82. Hunter also patented the fan brace in 83. I'm assuming they were now that other fans that could hang on an outlet box were more popular. They were probably getting complaints that you couldn't hang an original on an outlet box. So they patented the fan brace in 83. 83 was also the year adapter was discontinued. Um, you got any notes for that, or should I move on to 84? I think we can go on to 84 because, you know, that's that's the most important year of them all for getting into the modern years. Well, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great year for me. Uh, the 1.1 amp permanent split capacitor motor was introduced. The current blade arm is what I would call a smiley face with teeth were introduced. Cherry <laughs> blades were introduced. The isolation ring was patented. And... We believe, I don't think, I have documentation for this, but you and I have talked about it. We believe that 84 was also the first year for the 42-inch original. Mm -hmm. Anything else for 84? Well, I can add that uh, I've seen fans as old as 80, 81 having isolation rings on them. That doesn't mean that they came with them, you know, because, you know, it's just an add-on part. Yeah. You, you could easily add them to any fan, you know, as far back as the 1900s, you know. Well, not um, only that, but I think there was probably a lot of you'd go to buy a Hunter and they'd have a fan that had been in the stock room for a few years and the isolation ring was new out that year. Yeah, that too. Um, so, see, our... Sorry, my brain's tired. Um, sorry, so anyway... Um, it seems that August of 84 is when the PSC motor was first introduced, and maybe there were some shaded poles made alongside, because I have found personally two or three different August of 84 PSC fans, um, and I have also found July of 84 fans that were shaded pole. 
August of yeah. it seems August of '84 is about when they were brought in. I what I have in my notes is that in the year 1984 they made both shaded pole and permanent split capacitor. They made both electrically reversible uh, and mechanically reversible. Reverse air was still being made and sold. And in fact, you could get an electrically reversible fan with a reverse air set of blade arms if you wanted in 84, all made in, and off the assembly line in 84. Yeah, because they didn't come out with the unipacks until 85, which, I mean, they had unipacks prior to this. That's a whole other conversation, but you know, like the Unipacks were not something that they really did, except for particular retailers like Kmart, for example. You know, like they sold originals at Kmart in like 80, 81, and 82, and 83. Like you can't expect the, the Kmart customer to go pick a motor and then pick blades. It's, it's not going to work like that. What I have heard, and this is just information that I've heard from somebody who claims to have seen it, I've heard that there actually were some examples of unipack fans that were both electrically reversible with reverse air uh, in 84. I, I believe it. I believe so it. I've, takes, seen, I've seen them. And that takes me to 85, which was the only year that they had the reverse switch on top of the motor housing. So if I'm understanding correctly, that means that it was in the switch housing. They moved it on top for one year and then back down to the switch housing the following year is that correct mm -mm, no they were on top of the switch they were on top uh of the uh, on top of the motor always uh between 84 and 86. Uh, okay. we have seen we have seen a couple fans uh from august of 84 that were sold with reverse air blades and they had lead poured into the switch housing i mean into the reverse switch or a substance in there to block the fan in one direction. Interesting. I've never seen that or heard of that. That's very interesting to know. The other things that other notes I have for 85 is that this was the year that shaded pole was discontinued. There were no shaded poles in 85. Pecan blades were discontinued. There were no pecan blades in 85 and reverse air was discontinued. There were no more reverse air blades being made. At least you could probably still find them in stores in 85. Yeah, uh, I believe I believe the 36 inch original or 38 because they, I think they stopped making the non reversible one. Uh, I think that that one was still shaded pole in '85. It may very well be that there was some manufacturing overlap between the 36 and the 42, um, or maybe they just started making the 42 and 84 slash 85, and they just still had you know a bunch of the 36, 38, you know, in stock. Uh, we could go ahead and go to 86, because that's another very important stop. You raise a very good point, because according to my notes, the 38-inch, which is a shaded pole two-speed reverse air, wasn't discontinued until 87, so that you're right that the 52-inch reverse air shaded pole was discontinued in 85. The 38-inch wasn't discontinued until 87, so there was plenty of overlap there. And then 1986 is when printed blades were introduced. Uh, it is when I have my notes saying the low profile original was introduced, but much like the uh, uh, much like the the three speed fan, uh, you said you've seen one that was a, a late model year 85, the year before they were officially introduced. Right, and it just may very well be that you know, I don't remember the exact details. Just remember there was an 85. 
it may just be that they manufactured it for 86 in 85. And then for 1987, I have, that's when they discontinued Cherry Blades, and that's when the 38-inch uh, original was discontinued, as, of course, they're still making the 42-inch. Well, I mean, you know, I don't mean to correct you, but I'm going to anyway. They weren't really Cherry. They were, they actually still called them Pecan and or Walnut. I think Walnut are the ones that I'm thinking of. The notes that I have called them Cherry, so that's what I'm calling them. They're the, the wingtip blades. Uh, well, I mean, the wingtip blades weren't always were like a special thing, I, I assume. And when I say I assume, I mean that with all the various blade part numbers, there were specifically blade part numbers for wingtips. Um, you know, cherry. I mean, if you want to call it cherry, that's fine because it, it looks like cherry. It, you know, I'm saying, you know. If they called it something else, we'll call it something else. The notes that I have, uh, which are not, that's not, I didn't, I didn't pick calling it cherry, you know, whoever compiled some of the notes did. Um, and, but I'm fine with calling it whatever, what, what was the, what was the official title for that blade finish? Uh, pecan, I believe. No, and it's different than pecan. It, it's not, not the pecan ones, because pecan ones now, were discontinued in 85. Okay, so when I say pecan, we're talking about the 84, 85 fans, that red finish blade they still called that pecan believe it or not in the catalogs okay they did but i will have okay. to go look because i'm not sure again i'm i'm just reading from notes and and the notes that i have said that the blade options were oak pecan and cherry and that's cool and that's cool and, and you know and it, it's it's very well possible that that i'm even wrong you know but that's that's what i've read myself Anyway, we need Let's to see if I, can, if I can pull up a catalog real quick. If you want to wax poetic, um, the next notes that I have. For, first of all, do you know when they discontinued the cane blades and ornate plates? I the la the latest I've ever seen them is eighty seven, but that doesn't mean they discontinued them in eighty eight. Do you know? I have seen the the cane blades um, be listed in a nineteen ninety catalog, not as well, not on a fan, but as accessory blade. And that was the original, like the, what we normally would look at and say those are the cane blades? Mm -hmm. At least that was the picture they showed. Uh, we can go ahead and move along. While you're looking up that, I can go ahead and sit along for a couple, a couple more years. Um, in 87, 88, uh, or actually I think it was 88, 89, they moved the capacitor into from the switch housing into the top of the motor housing uh, to save room the switch housing. People were complaining about, um, you know, being unable to, you know, put a light kit on because they're tiny switch housing, there's no room. Uh, in 87, they introduced the second century fans, which they were, you know, just a little bit different. They had a different tag on the side of the motor, uh, brass, white and brass, white, and chrome uh, all with glossy blade in 89 they continued the second century fans but they made the five blade only i want to stop you real quick before we get that far ahead so we have um first of all the blade finish that you that we were talking about the catalog calls walnut okay and the other thing that i'll clarify as a correction to my notes 
is that when I say pecan was discontinued, <clears throat> that does not apply to the pecan cane blades. Cane blades were always pecan long after they discontinued the plain pecan blades. <clears throat> um, the, 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 the next note that I have is for 88, which would be the year that the 48-inch original was introduced. Yeah, and we believe that was only a one or two year thing. Um, well, it it shows up as late as the 1990 catalog. So it would be 88, 89, 90. And that, that sounds about right. And somewhere in the middle of there, there is a 42-inch low-profile fan and a 48-inch low-profile fan, which there we've never seen a catalog image of it. But we've seen two of them pop up. So they... So my next note is for 91. Why don't you finish what you had going up until 91 and then throw back to me? Okay. So 89, we, you know, we introduced, uh, well, I say we, they introduced uh, the five blade only second century fan. They were 1.1 amp. Standard issue Hunter irons, 12 degree blade pitch. So meaning like you had a summer breeze and, you know, these, these, our fans use the same exact irons. Um, going into 1990, they introduced a 56-inch fan. And by the way, we forgot about the 60-inch original that was that sold. That was before now? Okay. Yeah, that we, 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 we don't really need to go back. But the 60 Tell me what year it was, because I don't have a note for that. Yes, 86, 87, 88, and 89, Home Depot sold them as a 60-inch fan. Primarily in Florida. I've seen a couple of them around here, but mostly Florida. 1990, they introduced the 56-inch fan. Uh, I've actually got Hunter documentation on this, where they sent a letter saying that people wanted a larger diameter fan. 1991, uh, the first five-blade originals, standard originals were introduced. Uh, and they were the 258XX series, also had standard 12-degree blade pitch iron, but they were available in all the regular finishes that we, we are used to. Somewhere in that time period, things got a little bit, if they will say, strange. Okay, well, if you're pausing there, then I'll, I'll go back. I just wanted to make one point about the 56-inch originals. Would you talk about them being in Florida? One thing to keep in mind is that Home Depot was founded in Florida and they were still growing as a company then. So the majority of their products were still sold in Florida. So it makes sense. A lot of them would be uh, sold in Florida. Uh, the notes that I have for 1991, which is I think where you left off, is that was the first year of the five blade original. And in 1991, you could buy a five blade original with a five blade rotor or a four blade original with a four blade rotor, but they did not have the four or five option on the same fan. It was one or the other. These were still using the 1.1 amp motor. So you could actually get a five blade only original with a 1.1 amp motor. Uh, it was the first year of the outdoor original with the sailcloth blades. Um, and the 48 inch and low profile original were both discontinued in 91. As far as we can tell, that is all correct. I will add um, that in 92, the um, I actually thought it was 93, but 1992, the 238 series was introduced, and we also we got 2.0 amp um motors at that time, and those those were actually only available in bright grass and white initially, uh, 
late in the year, they they brought in other finishes. Um, there's a there's a showroom catalog banging around that shows copper, and this brings me to the uh, the other when I other thing when I said things are gonna get strange. So I have documentation from a hunter reference manual that was made in 1998 that shows part numbers for blade irons, switch caps, canopies, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but no actual fan model numbers for finishes such as gunmetal, satin brass, terracotta, three different chrome finishes, I'm assuming bright chrome, brushed chrome. Um, trying to remember where some of the other ones, but there, there was like there was like five or six different, you know, strange finishes that we've never seen before. Interesting. Well, before we get too far into that, I want to go back to uh, nine, 1990. Uh, so we talked about 1992, right? Um, mm -hmm. No, uh, I left off at 91, which was the four and five blade separately out there. And 1992 is when the four five rotor was introduced. You could put either number of blades on the same fan. 92 was also the year of the second century original and the 1930s original. And it was also the first year of the two amp motor. Correct. And the two amp motor, to be clear, is physically bigger. Uh, the laminations are thicker by like... Uh, 0.2 inches. The windings themselves are a thicker gauge, and I think I think there's I think there's the same amount of turns on the winding, and the capacitor is the same. So all all of them use 7.5 MFD. Um, second century, basically the same motor, just that it's a it's a clamshell. It kind of like clamps everything together. Um, 1930s, same exact thing. As the 238 series, just different finishes with the chrome bits on it. So before we get into any more 90s uh, timeline, I want to mention some trivia that I thought was interesting that ties the 80s to the 90s. So we talked about backtracking. We talked in 1981 is when reverse air was uh, patented. And interestingly enough, the reverse air patented belonged to a company called TRW Incorporated. It did not belong to Hunter or Robinson Myers. The patent was filed by somebody named Richard R. Pierce. And prior to working for TRW, whoever that is, he worked for FASCO. And uh, he actually had a FASCO patent to his name in the 70s for an artificial fireplace. But it's very interesting because the, rever he, the reverse air patent is to Richard R. Pierce working for TRW, and then as of 1984, he works for Hunter, and his name is on the patents for, as Hunter Fan Company, the Isolation Ring, the 1886, those weird Hunter top mount fans that they did in the early 90s, that patent is from 1991, the Infinity, 1992, the Fantasy Flyer, 1992, the Baseball Fan, 1994, the Air Max motor, which was, I think, Hunter's most powerful spinner motor, 1996. The Whisperwind series, 1996. And those are all patents to Richard A. Pierce. He has 67 Hunter patents to his name, if you go and look in the U.S. Patent Office. Uh, so it really seems like he was responsible for a lot of the innovation at Hunter 
in the 80s and 90s. And I think some of his patents are well into the 2000s. I stopped looking at like around the year 2000. Well, I'm not going to address all the patents because, I mean, you know, that, that, that could easily go into another 30 minutes of conversation. But I will say that DRW is a parts manufacturer. Um, is from like uh, they, they make seat belts for cars and things like that. So, and they, and they're, they still exist to get today, but, you know, they were, like I said, they were a parts manufacturer. So it makes complete sense for TRW to have manufactured and or hold the patent on that. So getting back into the 90s, do you have any notes for the original, the various series is in the 90s? Um, I do know that the 1930s original was kept at 12 degree blade pitch up until like 94, 95, 96, somewhere in there. I do know that they held on to the five blade only rotor later than the rest of the fans. And I'm assuming that the reason why they did so was literally just to use rotors up that were probably left over. Uh, in 96, um, the, the boxes changed. Um, they stopped saying made in America for over 100 years. They started saying made in America from imported and domestic materials. Um, seems like 1999 is the best year for the original. Uh, this is just my opinion. Um, and then somewhere along those lines, they had a price reduction. You may remember this. Like, you could go to Home Depot, you know, in the mid-90s, late-90s. I remember as a kid, right, the brass original was two ninety nine, And then all of a sudden, they dropped by $100 to one night. And that didn't make any sense. And I think they said it, this This happened somewhere around, around in after 1996. They moved more production stuff back to China at that point. And they were trying to make the fan price competitive to everything else that was sold at Home Depot. I work for a lighting showroom now. That's, that's a whole other story in my history with my career and everything. But I have information from, from the lighting showroom that, you know, they were trying to sell originals right alongside, you know, home, right alongside Home Depot across the street. Showroom's trying to sell them for five, six hundred dollars. Home Depot's selling them for one ninety nine, and they can't, you know, they weren't selling. That's how I wound up with my first new inbox originals was from this showroom I actually work at now, but when I was a kid. So the only notes that I have for the rest of really the rest of original production, and you'll definitely have to take over. Uh, uh, when it comes to overseas, because I have not kept up with any of those changes, and I know you have, because you're the person that I consult about it. So uh, in 1999, the second century original was discontinued, the sailcloth blade outdoor original was discontinued, and they introduced a four-blade outdoor original that just has regular blades that are probably plastic or something like that. Um, in 2000, 2001, the 1930s original was discontinued. It was made through 99. And then as, of course, as we know, 2002 was the big year that everybody was complaining about when Hunter original production was fully moved overseas. 
And the only thing I'll say about that before I let you completely take over and just, you know, lecture for the rest of this video, because I know very little, um, is that I did talk to some people that were involved in that decision, or at least new people that were involved in that decision. And my question was, why can't you keep making them the same way um, overseas? You know, because I don't care where it's made as long as the quality remains the same. Why couldn't you move the winding machines from Memphis to China or Taiwan or whatever? And what I was told is that by this time, uh, the machines that they used to wind the original motors in Memphis were falling apart. They were in just rough shape. They were barely usable anymore, and they could not possibly move them overseas and have them remain intact and usable, and it would cost too much to have them remade. So what they had to do was try to figure out a way to build the original using existing tooling that, already took, that was already being used for other fan manufacturing in China. Some of that is true, and by the way, my battery's at five percent. We'll tell you now, so we probably got about another three or four minutes, and that's really all we need here. Um, so February of twenty twenty of two thousand two was the last hurrah for the USA Originals. Uh, John Andrews tried to put an order in for twelve hundred fans, was only able to get six hundred. Um, the last literal last. Fan ran on the line was a run of 2000 archive originals in antique black. There were no white ones made in February of 2020, uh, 20, 2002. Excuse me. After that, the John Andrews calls them Chu Pong motors, but just we're going to call them China motors. After that, Things went downhill very fast, and I mean very fast. Failures, right, left, front, center, backwards, upside down. Literally, 90 to 95 percent of the 2002 to 2005 originals have failed or will fail. Just they are unreliable, they're junk. And in 2003, they actually had a time period where they had initial failures meaning that the motors were machined wrong, the rotors were machined wrong out of the box. And as soon as you powered it up, the motor would magnet, magnet, magnetically lock up and the fan was dead, literally out of the box. 2005, they made some updates. Um, they moved the oil fill from the side of the switch housing, which uh, was totally a bad idea. And put it on top of the switch housing. I mean, put it on top of the housing with a little flip cap. Um, reliability greatly increased. They also added two extra oil returns uh, to the little short shaft, which was only about a so long. 2009, they all had, they had another rash of bad uh, machining. It had the same problem they had in 2003. 2002, they had a very bad run of capacitors. Like almost every fan got a weak capacitor and the capacitor had to be replaced with fan replaced. 2014, uh, they announced they were bringing back the USA motor and it actually turned out to be the J motor with four inch main shaft, which there was prototypes floating around as early as 2007. And then 2015 to 2019, everything remained the same. 2019, they introduced cast iron brackets. 
And in 2022, they introduced a new finish, Matt Silver, uh, which brought their finish total to four. That's, again, finishes and stuff, that's a whole other conversation for the time. I will add that in 2014, when they started showing prototype pictures of the new fan, the new, what would become the four-inch main shaft, two, three, eight, four, five, et cetera, model number fans, they showed these pictures of these garish blade brackets. I remember those. And I am a firm believer that the backlash from our fan community prevented Hunter from actually using those stupid bleeping brackets. I mean, like, literally. I mean, like, they made fans. John Andrews showed me a picture of the prototype fan in his showroom with those brackets. And I truly, truly believe that the backlash from us, us couple thousand people, made Hunter rethink that. Like, maybe we shouldn't use these crazy brackets. And that's, that's pretty, Go ahead. And that pretty much concludes the Hunter timeline. Yes, Let me ask you this question before your battery dies. Um, because I've tested one of the current production model originals, and it's actually a really great performing fan. It's very similar in performance to the the golden era originals, 90s and, and before, much more so than the early imported ones were. So I want to make sure I understand. So the difference between the earliest crappy imported ones and the ones they make today is A, the cast blade irons, B, they widened the shaft and added more oil returns. Um, is there anything else? Or are those the two things really that improved the quality? Well, I mean, they, they, the 2002 through 2014 fans had an inch and a half long shaft. If the fan was ran low on oil at all, over a few hour period, I mean, the, the, the shaft would wear and then the fan would make that would lock up. The 2015 fan is using the same shaft that the USA fan did. I have compared them, taken them apart, same diameter, same everything. Um, my opinion, and I think Skylar shares the same opinion, the 2015 through current fans are the best build quality we've ever seen so far as form, fit, and finish is compared. I, be I truly believe the 2015 to 22 fans, or 2015 current fans, will be around just as long as the USA fans have been all the way back to the early days. Provided that things like capacitors stay working. Well, that's certainly great to know. I'm glad they're making something again that we can be proud of. Really, my only gripe with them, and I know this is an Energy Star thing, is the lower and the, the low speeds too fast. But I know that's for Energy Star requirements. Um, so I want to thank you so much, uh, Dr. Hicks, for participating in this video and sharing your wealth of knowledge and uh, contributing to the notes. I want to also shout out the other people that contributed to the notes, which are, uh, John, you mentioned John Andrews, Jack Miner, Derek Weinecke. Uh, as with many of these videos, it's sponsored by the Neon Fan Company, so they also provided some notes and documentation. Um, thank you again, Brian Hicks. It's so glad to have your uh, expertise on camera. Anything you want to say before your battery dies? Well, um... I also have a YouTube channel, and it is called The Hicks House of Vintage Fans and Electricism. I have a, um, a bunch of videos on there. I post stuff from 
diesel truck videos to uh, ceiling fans, obviously Hunter Originals, antique fans, me working on things like asphalt plants and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. If you would, come over there and give me a shout out or subscribe. Absolutely. Definitely subscribe to the Hicks Fan Company YouTube channel. Uh, last question. Why do they call you the Deep Voice Fan Collector? <laughs> well, there was a period of time where I would do this introduction. I don't even know if I can do it properly anymore. It's been so long. I believe in you. You can do it. I used to start my videos out like, it is I, Brian Hicks, the Deep Voice Fan Collector. And I could never like hold that voice more than a few seconds. I'm just glad they don't call me the high-voiced fan collector. So, well, my phone just died. I think we just lost Brian. So that was honestly where I was going to end the video anyways. It would have been a little bit of a cleaner ending. I wouldn't have ended with, and my phone just died. Uh, but honestly, that was going to be it. I was going to thank Brian one more time. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. Just because this has been a very long and chatty video, I'm probably going to condense all our notes down and do a more normal workbench video with the same topic. But it will never have as much information as having Brian Hicks here himself. So I really hope you appreciated this. Thanks again. Make sure you subscribe to him. Uh, and if you're not already subscribed to me, please do so and like and comment and hit the notification bell and all those great YouTube things. Thanks again to the other people I mentioned who contributed to this video, and I will see you at the next Workbench topic. Thanks for watching.